Welcome to the teaching ministry at Calvary PSL. Here's Pastor Will with the message over it. Well, hey, I don't know about you guys, but I am so over it, okay? I'm done with the stress, and I'm done with the drama, and I am absolutely over the anxiety-filled life that I have been living, just being honest with you guys. Um, listen, I know it's a little bit in the rearview mirror, but 2020 was a difficult year, wasn't it? From COVID to uh, racial tensions to political division, you guys, we went through the ringer, right? And, and I think for a lot of us, 2021 is supposed to be the year of redemption, right? 2021 was supposed to be the year when all wrongs would be made right and things would get back to some sense of normal. But if we're being honest, um, that's probably not the case for many of us. Research tells us that 33% of, United, of people in the United States are dealing with severe psychological distress, 33% of people in the United States. What that means for us is that a third of us in this room are dealing with mental health issues. And so whether it's sleeplessness or depression or anxiety in particular, uh, we're struggling, we're struggling. And, uh, and, and, here, and here's, what's, here's what's really sad. Research also tells us that the overwhelming majority, 67% of people dealing with anxiety right now aren't talking about it and aren't getting the help that they need. And that's a problem. That's a problem. Here's, here's a really big question we have to answer too is how did we get here? How did we get here? Why are we dealing with anxiety? I mean, certainly the events of last year and the residual effects of it are, are contributors, but what I would submit to you is that the events of last year were just circumstances. It's how we respond to those circumstances that oftentimes gets us in the place that we are when it comes to our mental health. And so anxiety is a problem. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's a widespread debilitating problem, you guys, and, 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 and gosh, 33%, it just blows my mind. I mean, you, 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 you take a room like this and uh, you can pretty much carve out, you know, sorry, you guys, but like this whole section right here and, uh, and maybe that section back there, right? And that's a lot of people dealing with anxiety, but how did we get here? Why, why are we dealing with anxiety? And the first reason I would submit to you is because of intake, intake. This is what we allow in, right? And when I think about COVID, when I think about racial tensions, when I think about political division and all the events of last year, I think a lot of us um, haven't done well with our intake. I think a lot of us are so um, emotionally involved with these global and political issues that it's caused us fear and worry and we're filled with anxiety. And so some of us are here today dealing with anxiety because of intake, others are here today dealing with anxiety because of indecision, indecision. What I'm talking about here is priorities. You see, last year, um, things went crazy. We didn't know the difference between up and down, what's left and right, who knows, we're just trying to survive, right? And I think for a lot of us, we kind of lost sight of what's important and what matters the most in our lives. And maybe this year we're trying to figure it out, but I'll tell you this, if we're living in indecision, if we're not setting priorities, here's what happens. Everything becomes important and urgent. 
And when everything becomes important and urgent, nothing gets done well. And when nothing is getting done well, I'm full of worry, I'm full of fear, everything is uncertain, and I'm filled with anxiety. Some of you are here today, and you're dealing with anxiety because of an integrity issue. I wanna share a verse with you from uh, somewhere in the Bible. Let me remember where it is. Proverbs. Proverbs 10.9, listen to this. It says that whoever walks with integrity walks securely. That word securely means this, that there is this mental, emotional, spiritual stability about yourself. When you walk in integrity, but listen to this, he who makes his way crooked will be found out. And I can't help but think of like a, 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 a drunk driver who gets pulled over by a police officer and, and he has to walk the straight line, but he can't because he's drunk, right? Can you imagine the emotional and the mental um, instability and the fear in that moment as you know, you're drunk and you're trying to walk that line but you're walking it crooked and you know what? I'm gonna be found out, right? And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be taken to jail. I'm gonna have to face the consequences of this lack of integrity in my life. Some of us are here today and we're dealing with anxiety because of a lack of integrity. And then some of us are dealing with anxiety today because of isolation. 2020, we were forced into isolation, right? They called it quarantine. Couldn't go to work, couldn't go to school. We, we couldn't leave the house, right? We, we, were, we were isolated. And here's what I know about isolation. When I'm isolated, I feel alone, but not just physically. When I'm isolated, I'm not sure if anyone cares about me anymore. I'm not sure if anyone loves me. I'm not sure if anyone knows me. When I get isolated, I begin to worry and to obsess about my isolation, and that causes me anxiety. And then one more thing that I wanna add to this that, that wasn't in my notes um, when, the, when the tech team put my, my slides together. Some of you are here today, and you're dealing with anxiety because of something physical or something psychological going on. And I think it's really important to point that out. And I'm gonna come back to that a little bit later. But here's, here's, here's the deal, you guys. As we begin to think about anxiety, this very sensitive yet very rele uh, relevant um, issue, I gotta ask you, and don't raise your hands, but how many of you are a part of the 33% that's dealing with anxiety? And maybe you're not sure, so I'll ask you this. Are you dealing with overwhelming thoughts that keep you up every night? Are there times when you're so preoccupied with that thing, that problem, whatever it might be, that you can't seem to function like normal? Are there issues in your life that seem to dominate every waking thought. If you answered yes to any of those questions, then you know anxiety all too well. I want you to know I'm glad you're here today to hear this message. I believe God has a word for you, and I know that you might feel like you're alone in your struggle. I want you to know today that you are not. And I know that you might feel like you don't wanna talk about it, but we should. And I know you might feel like your situation is, is just absolutely horrible and you're too far gone. You are not. This message is 
for you today. Here's the bottom line, folks. Anxiety is a widespread, debilitating problem. But the good news is that God has a plan and a promise. And we're gonna be in Philippians chapter four today to find that plan and that promise. So if you would turn in your Bibles, Philippians chapter four, we're gonna be going from verse six to verse nine. I think it's important to point out that the Apostle Paul was writing this letter from prison. If there's ever a set of circumstances that would fill a person with worry and fear and uncertainty and anxiety, it was, it was Paul's set of circumstances. And yet, Paul had the spiritual fortitude to give us a plan for overcoming anxiety. Paul starts out and he says this, he says, do not be anxious about anything. Essentially what he's saying here uh, out of the gate is, hey, don't worry, don't worry. And I know what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, hey pastor, uh, that's a lot easier said than actually done. And I agree with you 100%. In fact, I can't stand it when people tell me to stop worrying. Can I get a witness? You ever sitting across from somebody at coffee and you're sharing your problems with them, the things that you're anxious about, and they go, hey, stop worrying. Like, what do you know, right? I, I used to be that guy. I used to be that guy. I used to, I used to you know, just cut, cut straight to it and be like, hey, stop worrying. Get over it. You'll be fine. It's all good. Meanwhile, the person is like, I can't get over it, it's not fine, I don't feel good, you know, like, I'm full of anxiety, uh, help, you know, help, help, help me with something a little bit better than that, Pastor, you know, I, I used to be that guy that would say, just get over it, but what I've learned is that anxiety is far more complex than just getting over it, right? Thankfully, Paul knew that and understood that, and he wasn't just telling us to get over it. So let's keep reading. He says, don't be anxious about anything, right? Stop worrying. And instead, watch this, in everything, by the way, I love that because Paul is saying, I, not, not just in some things, how many things, church? In everything, meaning this, that there's no problem too big, no circumstance too out of control that we can't bring it to God. I don't know what you're dealing with today. I don't know what your circumstances are. I don't know what your problem is, but none of it is too big that you can't bring it to God. Paul says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, and then I want you to underline these two words, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So Paul says, listen, and I want you to be anxious, and so here's the plan, prayer. But not just any kind of prayer, thankful prayer, thankful prayer. You know, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm dealing with, um, with, with worry and anxiety, um, I go to God like, like a little bratty child. <laughs> Anybody else? Come on. Come on, anybody else, just lift that hand up. Today's a, today's a day of, of, of confession, right? I do, man, I go to God, I'm a little bit bratty, you know? Like, come on, God, 
Why am I dealing with this thing? Like, I've been a good boy. I've been reading the Bible. I've been praying. I've been doing all the right things. Why am I going through this? Make it better, God. Like, give me what I want. You know, I'm just like a little, a little brat. And, and, and here, here's the thing. When we go to God like that, we're going in a posture of complaint. And, and, and here's what a, a posture of complaint does. A posture of complaint communicates to God that we doubt him, that we don't trust him, we question him, and a posture of complaint, honestly, is like, it's like blaming him. And what Paul is saying is, he's saying, hey, listen, as you're dealing with, with anxiety, okay, know that your, your problem, whatever you're dealing with, it's, it's not too big for God. He wants to hear it, but he wants you to come to him with a posture of thanksgiving, with a posture of thanksgiving. And so if anxiety is the problem, and it is because a third of us are dealing with it, what's the plan? Well, the first part of the plan is thankful prayer. Here, here's, here's what thankful prayer does. Getting into a posture of, of thankful prayer, it guards against complaint. It, it guards against a complaining spirit, if you will. In a posture of thanksgiving, here, this is what it does, in, in contrast to a posture of complaint, it, it shows God that we have an attitude of trust. That he's our father and that, that he's with us and that he knows what's best for us and that he's there for us. It, 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 it communicates to God that we have hope. It communicates to God that we have faith, even in the midst of our suffering. Is this making sense? And, and, and so look at the result, verse seven. Paul says, it, when, when you're anxious, take it to God with a posture of, of, of thanksgiving, right? Go to him with prayer, and, and the result is that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Here, here's what I want you to know about the peace of God. Because here's the thing, I, as I was putting this message together, I was trying to find the words to, to sort of expound upon this idea, and this is kind of all I got right here. This peace that God promises us in the midst of our suffering, it is so supernatural that it evades human understanding. It is something that we experience um, not something that we necessarily understand. And, and, and look what it does. Look what it does. It, the Bible says it will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. I love that word guard. That word guard is a military term, and so I want you to think of soldiers um, heavily armed guarding something, right? This is what the peace of God will do for you in your life. It will guard your hearts and your minds, meaning your inner your inner being, okay, that, that place deep inside of you where all that turmoil is happening, right, where the anxious uh, thoughts are happening, it, it's gonna guard your inner person um, in Christ Jesus. And so, listen, if the problem is anxiety, 
Paul is saying the, the first part of the plan is thankful prayer. And here's the promise. The promise is that your circumstances can be absolutely terrible, right? Your situation can be just awful. That relationship uh, could be ending. You're, you could be losing your job. Your finances could be an absolute wreck. But guess what? You're gonna be mysteriously and supernaturally stable. You know why? Because through thankful prayer, through this posture of thanksgiving, the peace of God is gonna come over you like a roaring river and it's gonna evade your ability to even understand it. It's gonna be something that you experience, not something that you can actually explain. That's the promise God has for you this morning. Now, Paul could have stopped there and, and, and we could conclude that the plan for overcoming anxiety is, is simply thankful prayer. But what you need to understand is that Paul did not just stop there. Um, he keeps going. So let's look at verse eight. In verse eight, he says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things, think about these things. That word think is some, sometimes translated as dwell and it carries the idea of careful calculation or, or, or uh, very, very intentional um, consideration and evaluation. So if you're a student um, and, 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 and you're having to work on some calculus, okay, <laughs> that requires uh, a lot of very focused thinking, right? Like you have to sort of uh, edge everything out and you have to focus on that math problem and you have to consider and you have to evaluate um, to figure things out. Um, if you're a, a, a boss at, at your job, you're, you're a team leader, right? Um, think, think of it this way. Uh, those people that you lead, um, you, you should be evaluating their performance. Why? So that you can help them get better because you want your team to thrive, right? And so if you're a boss, like what do you, what do, you do? You evaluate your team. You, you edge everything else out, all the other stuff. You focus on these people. You, you think about what they're good at, what they're bad at, and then you put together a plan to make them better. That takes a lot of focused thinking. Now what does this have to do with anxiety? You guys tracking with me? Okay, what does this have to do with anxiety? Anxiety is many times a product of toxic thinking, where, where, we, where, we, where we calculate and we consider and we evaluate and we focus our thoughts on uh, the wrong things. We focus our thoughts on lies. We focus our thoughts on worry and fear and, and uncertainty, right? And so here, here's what happens for a lot of us. We get these intrusive, unwanted thoughts that come in. And then we start to calculate and, and consider and evaluate whether or not they're true even though almost 100% of the time, it's a lie, right? And, and so we obsess over it, and the next thing we know, we're full of anxiety, and the cycle just keeps going on and on and on. And what Paul is doing here is he's saying, hey, I wanna get you out of that cycle of anxiety, and, and here's how you're gonna do it. You're gonna focus your thinking. You're gonna focus your thinking on these things. And so if the problem is anxiety, Paul says step one of the plan is get in a posture of thankful prayer. And then step two of the plan is focused thinking. Focused thinking. I want you to think on these things, Paul says. I want you to think on things that, 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 are, that are honorable, things that are just, 
God is just, right? Whatever, whatever's, whatever's pure, man, God, God, his holiness is pure, right? Right, he, he, he is righteous and oh, you know what else is, 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 is true? Is I, I have Christ's righteousness, right? Paul says when you, when you start to get overwhelmed with your thoughts, when you start to be overcome with anxiety, hop out of that, hop out of that and think on these things. You guys, th- this is what Paul is doing. He's showing you uh, another way of getting over anxiety by, by thinking on, I- I'll tell you a story. So last week I was dealing with some things. By the way, I- I'm, I'm like trying to prepare for this message, right? And then all of a sudden I-, I have to deal with some things, some very, very difficult things, right? And I'll be honest with you, I, I-, I began <laughs> to have these intrusive thoughts about, about myself, about, about my, my ability to lead uh, this, this, this amazing team that I, I, I lead here at the church. I, I just, all these intrusive, unwanted thoughts started coming in. And, and I, I'm telling you, I spent the better part of a day just, just, it, it just circling around in my head. Like, what are you gonna do? Who are, who are you? Are you good enough? No, you're not good enough. Like, should I even be in ministry anymore? Like, all these thoughts, and I'm just like, what is going on? And then I realized, God got my attention, and he said, he, this is what he said to me, not in an audible voice, but just in my heart. He said, Will, all these things that you've been studying, when are they gonna transfer from just things that you know actually to your heart? Like, you can't get up in front of these people and preach this if it hasn't gone to your heart yet. And in that moment, this is what I did. I stopped all those intrusive thoughts and I started focusing on what was true. And what was true was that I'm a child of God, I have a calling on my life, and God is for me, not against me. I started focusing my thinking on that. I I got into a posture of thankful prayer. There was so much junk going on that I didn't wanna be, that I, certainly you know, shouldn't be thankful for it. And I said, you know what, forget all that. I'm thankful for this and for this and for this and for this. And so God, in this posture of thanksgiving, like you've taught me in your word, here's, help me, help me, Lord. And I'm telling you, the peace of God came over me. And, and I, I, couldn't even, I couldn't even explain it. It was just something that I experienced. And so, if you're here today and you're dealing with anxiety, Paul is saying, hey, get into a posture of, of thankfulness, right? And, and, and focus on, on some things, right? Focus on some things here. L- listen to what Isaiah 26.3 says. Isaiah 26.3 says, you, talking about the Lord, keep him, that's you and that's me, in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you, watch this, because he trusts you. In other words, someone who trusts the Lord, and I'm not talking about just like an idea that's, that, that, that's good, right? I'm talking about actual trust in the Lord. Someone, someone who trusts the Lord is able to fix their mind on the Lord and therefore experience the peace that God has for them. Do you trust the Lord? No, really. Anxiety is a widespread debilitating problem, folks. Do you trust the Lord? 
Because if you did, then you'd be able to apply this biblical principle here that Paul is teaching us, where we focus our mind not on the things of this world, the troubles in our lives, but we focus our minds on him and we're able to experience that peace. Does that make sense? Look at Colossians 3, one and two. It says, if then you have been raised with Christ. Raise your hand if you're a blood-bought believer in Jesus Christ. Okay, this is for you. This is for you. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. Paul is writing to the church at Colossae to say, hey, hey, you, you need to get up an eternal perspective. You need to have an eternal perspective. I know that, listen, in this world, there are many troubles. There are many trials, right? All around us, all the time. So many things going on in, in our lives and, and around us that, that's, 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 just, that's just terrible and that, that can have a way of creating stress and worry and anxiety in our lives. Paul says, don't focus on those things. Have an eternal perspective. That guy, Jesus, who died for you and who was buried, but the grave couldn't hold him and he rose again and he's seated at the right hand of the Father, guess what? He's coming back to get you. He is, he's coming back. And one day there's gonna be no tears, no suffering, no sorrow, no anxiety, no mental health issues. It's all gonna be made right. Have that perspective, Paul says. So listen, Guys, if you wanna get over it, if you wanna, if you, meaning if you wanna actually overcome anxiety in your life, you gotta focus your thoughts on things from above. Write them down so that you can see them more often and think about them, okay? This is something I did when I was um, a brand new Christian dealing with a lot of anxiety in my life. My mentor taught me this. Write this stuff down. Write things that are good and true and lovely and pure and all, all that stuff that Paul talked about. Write it down on sticky notes and put it all over the place, okay? Put it on your bathroom mirrors. Put it in your car, like right there on your dashboard. Put it in your office, all over your house. Do whatever you gotta do to apply this biblical principle of focused thinking. And by the way, I wanna, I wanna just a little side note here. I love the fact that God's word here and modern psychology are in concert with one another, okay? Because what Paul is teaching us here, specifically on this point of focused thinking, is the exact same thing as cognitive behavioral therapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy says that if I can uh, change the way I think, I can change the way I feel, all right? And so I think modern day psychology stole this from the Lord, right? <laughs> These are his words from, from ancient of days, right? So God already laid out the principle, modern psychology just uh, borrowed it. And, and I also wanna say this, so that I'm not misunderstood. It's word of God over psychology all day, every day, okay? That's what we believe at this church. Word of God over psychology. And, and I wanna say some more stuff, okay? Uh, we believe that God can and does heal, okay? So, so do I believe that if you're here today and you're struggling with a mental health issue that, that God can heal you? 100%. I believe it 100%. And do I believe that, that, that you know, if you'll apply these biblical principles that, that, that God can bring healing in your life? 100%. 
Absolutely. But I will tell you this. While we serve a God who can and does heal, healing does not always happen this side of heaven. And that is evidenced not only in my own personal life, but in church history and even in, even in God's word. He doesn't always heal this side of heaven. And so I just wanna tell you today that it's okay to see a faith-based therapist. It is. It's okay to go see a doctor to find out if there's something physical or psychological going on with you that needs the attention of a licensed therapist or possibly even medication. Okay, there, I said it. And I'm not ashamed of it and I won't back down from it. All right, it's okay, it's okay. And, and I've said this at every gathering and I'm gonna say it again. I know that some people disagree with me and they, and they say it's only the word of God and he always heals uh, you know, you just gotta have more, a little bit more faith and, you know, surrender your life a little bit more. Um, in other words, uh, see, see, all right. I am so glad that this is 1130 service because I got all day. <laughs> Don't let anyone ever shame you about your mental health issue or your sickness and tell you that you are the way you are because there's something wrong with your heart or there's something wrong with your obedience or your relationship with the Lord. Don't let anyone ever tell you that. I know tons of people who are faithful men and women of God, who've given their lives to the work of God, who are faithfully serving him and giving everything that they are to him and they get sick and they have mental health issues. Don't, don't believe that lie. Because here's what that lie does. That lie makes our relationship with the Lord this, this uh, uh, reciprocal thing where, okay, if I, if I do a lot of good works and I get my heart right and I surrender a lot more, well then I'll have uh, happiness and health and, and prosperity. It's not true. It's not true. And, and, and again, if you disagree with me on this issue, let's go have coffee and talk about it. But I did wanna say publicly that if I can't see my therapist, then um, I need you to hand over your ibuprofen for that headache that you get, right? So, do, do you guys get that? Okay, all right. Not trying to be mean, just, all right. That's a, that's a different message for another day, right? So, okay. So anxiety is a problem, right? Paul is teaching us here that the plan so far is, is, is uh, thankful prayer and it's focused thinking and then he ends with this, right living. Right living. Let's look at verse nine. Paul says, what you have learned and received and heard, and then he says this, and seen in me, and I love that about Paul. He didn't just talk the talk, he walked the walk, and so he could confidently say, all these things that, that you've learned and, and received and heard and actually seen in me, I want you to practice these things. What Paul is showing us here is it's not enough to just simply think on these things, right? We gotta be living these things, and so maybe the reason some of you are dealing with anxiety is because your relationship with the Lord hasn't gone from your head to your heart to your feet. 
Maybe you made a decision to follow the Lord and you've put a lot of thought into what that might look like every day, but it hasn't translated into action. You know, that, that kind of, uh, that kind of living where, we, where we, we sort of talk the talk and we, we think about walking the walk, but we never do. I, I think that that is a recipe for uncertainty and, and doubt and fear. You know, we talk about um, salvation being final, right? Once saved, you're always saved. But we, what we learn in the Bible is that when you're saved, you're gonna act like it, right? And so if I'm saying that I'm saved and I'm, I'm not acting like it, then am I an imposter? Am I a fake, right? And that's a gateway for anxiety. So maybe for some of you, the simple step is obedience. Maybe for some of you, the simple step is, is right living. And I want, look at the promise. Look at the promise. The peace of God will be with you. So let's recap, okay? So here's the problem that we're dealing with today. The problem that we're dealing with today is that anxiety is a widespread uh, debilitating problem. 33% of US adults are dealing with anxiety. But God has a plan. Are you thankful for God's plan this morning? He has a plan. And what he's taught us today is that if we'll just get into this posture of thankful prayer and if we'll focus our thinking and if we'll begin to live the life that he's called us to live, then we get to claim the promise. And that is the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, that will guard our hearts and guard our minds in Christ Jesus. Here's what I know. There's gonna be many times in our lives where there will be very few tangible reasons to have joy and to have peace. Possibly none. No circumstance, no thing, no person, right? Like, honestly, there's a lot of things about life that are, are reasons not to have uh, joy or to have peace. And I think if we're, not, if we're not careful and if we're not intentional um, about the way that we're thinking and the way that we're living, that Anxiety is gonna overwhelm us and it's gonna get us focused on the wrong things. It's gonna cause us to lose sight of who we are and whose we are and it's gonna rob us of the peace of God that he promises us and, and, and that's not good. So I'm just curious this morning, is worry and anxiety robbing you of joy and peace? As I talked about anxiety this morning, did you find your mind drifting to that thing that's been keeping you up at night? Did you have trouble concentrating because of the anxiety that's literally been smothering you for years and years? It's time to get into a posture of thanksgiving. It's time to start focusing our thinking on what's true and what's good and what's right and what's lovely. And it's time to start living the life that God has for us. If you do this, okay, if you apply these biblical principles, here's what I know. Your problems probably won't go away. In fact, they might get worse before they get better. 
but worry and anxiety is gonna be replaced with joy and peace. And it's gonna be so divine and so supernatural that nothing is gonna be able to disrupt it, not even your inability to understand it. Now, some of you are here today and you're thinking, Pastor, my intake is good and there's no indecision in my life. And I'm pretty sure that my integrity is in check. You'd say you're not perfect, but you definitely try to have a posture of thanksgiving towards the Lord. And you definitely try to think about the things of the Lord. You're, you're meditating on his word daily and you know, you're doing your best to live for the Lord. And you're wondering, why do I still have anxiety? Why do I still feel the way that I do? What's wrong with me? Well, to circle back to what I was saying earlier, it could be that something physical or psychological is going on with you. And guess what? That doesn't mean you're weird, and it doesn't mean you're crazy, and it doesn't mean you're bad, and it doesn't mean that you're not a child of God, okay? It it really just means that you're human. I, I really believe that you would be surprised at the number of people in this room right now who feel just like And so no matter where you land this morning, whether it's because of intake or integrity or one of those things or or whether it's something physical, here's here's my, my final recommendation and it's just a recap of everything I've already said. Apply the biblical principles that you've learned this morning, number one. Um, but number two, after I pray, There's gonna be pastors and elders up here. Because we believe in a God who can and does heal, we wanna invite you up here to maybe experience that. I know it might feel a little bit embarrassing as people are going that way and you're coming this way and that identifies you as someone who's hurting. But God put something on my heart this week what he, and I posted it, if you follow me on social media, you saw it. Here's what God put in my heart. Mental health issues have a, a way of silencing us. Mental health issues have a way of condemning people to suffer alone. But like I've said to every other gathering this weekend, not on my watch. Not on this church's watch. If you're dealing with a mental health issue, hey, We love you and we're here for you and this church is gonna be a place of refuge for you. Yeah. So as I said, come up here, let us anoint you with oil and pray for healing. All right, we're gonna believe God for that today. He can do it. Again, apply these biblical principles and also to um, pastors and elders, go ahead and come up. One thing I wanna say about these people, none of us are mental health professionals, but we can certainly point you to people who are, okay? So if you're dealing with something physical or psychological, uh, we can point you in the right direction. Don't be part of the 67% who is silenced and not getting help. We're here to help you today.